Hey guys, you got Christina Gilchrist here, also known as the Dialysis Warrior Blind Chick. And I'm here with my Moosey boy, my Moose the Pomsky service dog. And. Hey, uh, what about me? Oh, yeah, I have Michael Gilchrist is here. The caretaker. And this is Living on Dialysis podcast. And this is a disclaimer we are not doctors. This is just the opinion of Living on Dialysis Facebook group. And always follow up any advice you have with your team and your doctors. And again, this is just an opinion. So if you don't like it, tell me yours. Bye. All right, guys. This is uh, Michael Gilchrist with the uh, I'm Blind Chick Living on Dialysis podcast. And the Facebook group, Living on Dialysis. And we decided just to uh, say hell with Christina today. So it's just going to be me. No, that's boring as hell. This whole episode is going to be about Christina. Yay! So we're just going to go ahead and start it off with just a whole bunch of questions. This is the Get to Know Christina Gilchrist. I apologize ahead of time. Yeah, there's probably a bunch of dumb questions, but... No, my answers. Oh, that too. All right, so we're just going to start with the early years. What is your first memory that you have? Ooh, that's a good one. So I had um, a mean kindergarten teacher, and I remember standing in a little hallway putting up our backpacks and her just ripping into everyone. You want a name dropper? Um, I would, but I'm old, and I have forgotten her name. Okay. All right, what is your happiest childhood memory? Oh, my gosh, there's so many. Okay, one that just sticks out. I think I would have to say camping because we would go camping, and it was just freedom. What about the watermelon? You got to tell them that. What, what? Oh, how my mom cut the watermelon? Well, that, and you would always go put the watermelon in the Oh, we always the put the watermelon in the river and then pull it and cut it, but... A lot of times, the water, like the river got the watermelon. Yep. Yeah. All right. And what's your saddest memory? My saddest memory of when I was a kiddo? Um, to be honest, I know it sounds crazy, but I don't have a lot of sad. A lot of sad. I think my parents kind of, they made things. We didn't know we were short on money. We didn't know any of that. We just were happy kids. Okay. What is your favorite children's story? Oh, my favorite children's story. Well, I have one as a mom, and it's, um, I don't know the exact title, but it's Mom Had Ten Arms. Okay. Yeah. Don't know it. We'll have to look it up. Yep, you'll have to, because it's a good one. All right. How many brothers and sisters do you have? I have eight. I have four sisters. Okay. Wait, three of them. I just added a sister. I have three sisters and five brothers. All right, let's name them. Okay, here it goes, guys. I apologize about this one. Kashina, Karina, Craig, me, Gary, Scott, Kevin, Katrina, Brian. So we would say it, Kashina, Karina, Craig, me, Scott, Gary, Kevin, and Brian. So slowing it down is really weird, but a little story behind that. My mom... Name the girls. So we have Kashina, Karina, Christina, Katrina. 
which is awful. And my dad named the boys, so you have Craig, Gary, Scott, Kevin, Brian, which is normal, you know? All right. Um, how did you guys get along? Um, well, I think I, I think we were kind of raised in shifts of three. Uh, my older three siblings, they were in the first group where mom and dad were super tough. And then me and my brother, Scott and Gary, we were in the middle and we got kind of best of both worlds. And then Craig, Karina and Kashina were the spoiled young kids that got whatever they wanted. Okay. And what's crazy too is you're all about one year apart? Yes. We, believe it or not, we're all within 11 years. That's crazy. Yeah. No and, twins. Yeah. And which, which is even crazier because when I first met her, I thought she was joking with me on that because I have nine brothers and sisters as well. Yeah. And so it was just kind of weird that we all kind of grew up in the same area, yet we were all the same age and none of us knew each other. And we were all like hellions out running the streets. Yeah. And we never ran into each other. We went to the same schools. We were all up with the same age. They probably stole so, my bike. Probably. Yeah. Probably. All right. So uh, let's see. Do you have a special song that was sung to you? By your parents or by your mom or... I do, but um, it's a funny... It's it's a, it's Love at Home, which okay. is actually an LDS song. And it's funny because she would sing it every time we were fighting. Yep. And she would sing it to get us to stop fighting. Can you sing it? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How I is... vowed when I turn 18 I would never sing it. How is life different today compared to when you were a child? Well, it's it's actually very different because, of course, I had my views and I wanted to keep a lot of what my parents did and I wanted to try other things too. So it's similar in the fact that we go camping, but I only have one child, which we got Sadie and that was just like this random gift you gave me, you know, so... Two, when I was used to having an army, and so there are a lot of similarities, but a few differences thrown in there. I think technology, of course, throws in differences too. Yeah. Um, All right, so where did you go to school? Start with elementary. Okay, I went to, okay, Fremont Elementary. Okay, junior high? I went to Sunset Junior High for one year. Which is in Sunset, Utah, if you guys don't know. Yep, and then I moved to Roy and went to Sandridge for two years. Okay, and that, and then what about high school? High school, I went to Roy High. Okay, what year did you graduate? I graduated 2000. Okay, we're going to go back a little bit. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Sunset. Okay, and then you moved to Roy when you were junior high? In eighth grade. Okay. So, what are you in eighth grade? Twelve, mm. probably thirteen. Thirteen? Yeah. yeah. All right. What's something you're afraid of as a child? As a child? Um, again, I didn't have a whole lot of fears, but I think it's probably we, in our neighborhood, we had a young lady that had gotten kidnapped. And so, that was one thing that was kind of always on my mind. Okay. All right. Um, when you were a child, how did you imagine yourself as an adult? 
I mean, did you imagine what you'd be like? So I, I was really, I, it's interesting because like I never wanted to get married and I didn't know if I ever wanted to have kids and I thought I would just ha like become a businesswoman. You know, I always wanted to be a businesswoman. Okay. All right. So we know you went to Loy High School. What were you like in high school? Okay. So I would say, you can probably all guess this, I was the stereotypical cheerleader. But I like to think with a twist. I I loved doing cheerleading. I did it my freshman year. I was head cheerleader. And I did it my sophomore year where I made varsity. And my junior year, I switched to drill team. And then my senior year, I decided to focus on arts. So I went to drama and had a blast. There's actually a picture of her showing a butt. At Roy High School, so. Which is fun, because that's where my daughter goes to school now. So, she gets to point that out to her friends. And she's a big nerd. She's yeah. a drama nerd. She's adorable. Yeah, she's a nerd. But all right, um, was school easy for you or hard? Yes, it was easy. Um, I didn't really have to work too hard for things. I kind of, I was that stereotypical cheerleader that... I kind of got my way on things. I would go talk to teachers and I would schmooze them. Yeah, and <laughs> if uh, and it continues to this day because anytime, like you picture that cheerleader walking in the room, hey guys, we got spirit. Well, when she walks in a room, she does like a little cheerleader move, and she doesn't even mean to do it, but she just walks in a room and does this little arm thing, and I make fun of her every time. So she still is that cheerleader. Yeah. Today. Yeah. All right. Um, what subjects did you like most and which ones did you hate? So I was crazy good at math to where I took all the classes. Anything they could throw at me, I took it. And I actually was done with math by my sophomore year. And I had taken all the co college courses. Okay. But I, other classes, um, I, I was a social bug. So if I got to communicate, that's what I liked. Drama, I mean, um, debate, took off on that for a while. That was a fun ride. Okay. Can you remember who your first kiss was? Oh, my very first kiss? Um, yeah, his name's Rocky Watt, and it was in junior high in ninth grade. Okay. And it, it wasn't that great. Sorry, Rocky. I didn't know what I was doing. All right. And basically, mine is a whole time better. Your story's a whole time better? No. My folks, oh. my kids, my kisses. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. I hope so. What do you mean you hope so? I hope so. I hope I'm doing it right. Oh, okay. All right. Um, who was your first love? <sighs> my first love was Kevin Mays. Okay. Your first heartbreak? Kevin Mays. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> Name dropping the hell out of that one. Yeah, broke it. All right. What is your best memory as a teenager with your friends? Everything. Being silly and dumb. I had a friend. Her name is Dallas. And we were at a gas station. And she, her parents bought her this beautiful white car. And we got gas. And we pulled off. And she hit the cement guards for the tank. For the gas tank. Mm -hmm. And instead of like stopping, she was like, I'm just going to do it. So she literally 
drove through it. The side of our white car is red. We tried to spray paint it to fix it. It was just, it was a blast. Okay. Um, was graduating from high school a big event for your family? No. No? It was, it was, it was nice. It was expected. Okay. Yeah. Did you go to prom? I, I did not. I did not go to most of my dances. Um, I was not asked to the majority of my dances. Do you want to explain why? Well, because um, my two older brothers, uh, they wanted to protect me, and they sure did. So I did have a, a kind of high school boyfriend that I went to a couple with, and his name was Richard Davidson. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever go, go to college or university at all? Nope. Okay. What were some of your summer or part-time jobs? Okay, so um, I was, I was, I, when I got a job, my very first job, I got at Attila Marketing Company, and it was right behind our house, and I went there for about a week and quit. Is that called teleperformance or yeah, Convergis? It's, it's changed, yeah. Convergis Matrix or, Marketing. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I quit, and I didn't tell my parents, and I used the opportunity of saying I had to work whenever I didn't want to go to something with the family, which ended up being fairly often because I was a mean teenager. And then my brother outed me one day, and yeah, that wasn't a pleasant conversation. Okay. Um, who are your friends, and are you still friends with them? So I had a really good group of friends. It was Michelle, Kelly, Dallas, um, Becky Mertlick. She was just always my my right hand, you know. She was, and I truly to this day wish her the very best in everything she does. And Becky Naylor, and I had a I had a lot of great friends. I was very very fortunate. So. I know we're kind of jumping in the future here. Yeah. But with your seizures and your eyesight and dialysis, you a lot of your memories are fuzzy. Yeah. So yep. trying to remember when people come and talk to you is kind of frustrating. Yeah. Um, so a good majority of my high school years, for some reason, I just, they're not there. And people will come up to me just in the middle of Walmart and say... Hey, don't you recognize me? And one, I've got the eyesight. So, of course, I can't see them. And then two, I don't remember many memories. And so I don't remember them. And then I feel like this really horrible person, you know, that I'm not able to say, oh, my gosh, I remembered you the way you remembered me. I think later on you remember details and stuff like that, too, though. But, uh, all right, so what do you wish you would have learned more about in school or work like what lessons do you Everything. wish I wish I would have applied myself and actually I was a cheerleader all I wanted to be was popular and cool and I accomplished that but doing that I didn't accomplish any success with grades with going to college with actually planning for the future I was so focused on high school I couldn't see past I couldn't see past it okay so, this kind of applies to now, mm -hmm. but does your career make you happy? Yeah. Well, now that I have one, because I didn't for so long, and now being a kidney advocate, it 
honestly, it, it gives me more joy than it will ever give anybody that I talk to. So basically, almost 18 years ago, mm-hmm. this month was pretty much the last time you actually had a job. Yes. Yes, I that day it was done. I actually my job was amazing. I worked at Hollywood Video. If anybody's listening, bring back a video store. That was awesome. But I worked at Hollywood Video and my manager actually let me go in and we tried to see if I could do the job. And at that time I was completely blind. I was I was just my head was just so out of focus on things and it just didn't work out. For you young punks, a Video store was where you actually went and rented a physical video. Yeah. And uh, you had an account, and if it was late, you'd end up getting called. And Yeah. It was, it was actually, it's something that is, I guess, nostalgic, but it's, it was amazing. Yeah. And so, like, if what's, what's cool about video stores is a new release would come out, and they'd get, like, 20 of them. So you'd have to come in and check really that wall quick. over and over. And you'd, you'd keep on asking the, the worker, can you check, the, can can you check, check the, bin? the bin? Can you check the bin? And tell finally, they're like, it's not here. But yeah. Go away, Michael. Yeah, pretty much. All right, so we're going to shift gears. And this is going to be about your family in general. Okay. So who was the funniest person in your family? Ooh, um, my dad. My dad is hilarious. Um, he's one person, I don't care how miserable I am, how sick I am. If my dad's in the room, he can distract me with his jokes. Okay. What? You are too, babe. Yeah, yeah. All <laughs> right, so what about having kids didn't turn out the way you expected? I think everything. I um, I was, again, I when I was 18, I started dating a guy that just had no potential for the future and neither did I and we made a baby together and we weren't even really committed together we just happened to be really good friends that lived together and so having having that baby became a disaster with him because of custody battles and to this day like I I don't think there's any way to make that a not even a friendly situation but just a tolerable situation it's and that's something that always makes me incredibly sad because I think that Tyler deserved to have her parents at least get along for her benefit and sadly that just it didn't happen and you know let's let's kind of go through the details of what your life was as a young mother I mean you immediately gave birth she was life righted. Yeah, she was. And you didn't even get a hold of or touch her for how long? A week. I oh. saw her seven days after I had her. Okay. And then she was life lighted and she was gone. Okay. And then how long was she gone? <sighs> Honestly, to be honest, I was, I was out of it. And so remember, remembering dates and times and, you know, little, little moments will pop up, but I think she was home for Halloween. Now, most people most people know the blind chick living on dialysis story, but kind of explain that. You were giving birth to your daughter. Yeah. You had toxemia that wasn't pretty much diagnosed. Yeah. You had seizures. So I had gained 
well over 100 pounds during my pregnancy. When I actually gave birth, I was 276 pounds, which is just insane. Um, I, I just felt awful. I was in a funk. It was not a enjoyable pregnancy. And that's all because my doctor, every time I talked to him, he said, I didn't have it. I didn't have it. And I was young and second opinions, people, go get one. But I, I actually woke up one day in my bed and I couldn't see anything. And so at that time, I had to go in and kind of beg Tyler's dad to take me because he had worked the night shift and he was home and ready to do his thing, you know. And I went and sat in a waiting room with an angry man for about seven hours until the doctor would see us. And then he said I was dehydrated and sent me over to the hospital next door, which is not the best hospital. And I probably wouldn't have gone there had I known what was going to happen. But we got there and this cute little old lady's pushing me in a wheelchair and I go into seizures. And I had them right there in the hallway at the hospital. And from there, they took over. They. They took me in, they did a C-section. I don't remember anything that was going on. I do know that they said most babies don't scream when they're born, but my beautiful three pound, 12 ounce baby, she screamed because she was strong. Okay, and uh, to explain how bad your seizures were, you bit off, you bit off your tongue. Yeah, yeah, I, I bit off my tongue. It was hanging by a thread, which anybody who has bitten their tongue knows it is, it is, brutal it swells up and gets all white and big and it's it's hard so how is toxemia different than kidney failure on dialysis is it you're just holding on to all of your toxins well you're holding on to all of your fluids what it is is what i've been told which if somebody knows more about it let me know but I was told that I was allergic to the placebo, placebo, placenta, placenta, look at you. And so my body was reacting and how it was reacting was just holding all this, these toxic fluids on. So basically you're like a sponge just absorbing everything. Yeah. And I think maybe my kidneys had a big part in that and just. The doctor I had, he was lovely, but he was so busy, he just didn't take the time. Which is crazy because two years before that, he was delivering my daughter. Yeah, which is and just insane. So, yeah. And he delivered your baby brother. Did Frank. he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I, I, I knew that, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. But so, I think at this time, I think it's... um. Like, I don't even, I try not to go back there often because if you could imagine this, this 22-year-old girl and I was, I was head over heels in love with Tyler's dad and I would have followed him to hell and back. And I was in this hospital and they sent me home because they couldn't do anything to help me. I had more seizures at home in bed because he had a painful tooth. And so here I am trying to stay up and take care of him. And I ended up having seizures in my bed. And so they took me to another hospital who actually gave me the highest dose you can possibly give for seizures. And they just said, if she doesn't pull out of it, there's nothing else we can do. And that's when I bit my tongue off. And 
I, I wake up there and I, to this day, I'm still really confused on how everybody was when I was in the hospital. I, it's crazy when you're disconnected like that. People can say, oh, um, your, your boyfriend hasn't been here in over a week. And then someone else can be like, no, he's here every day and this person's not letting him in. And so I was getting, I was getting multiple stories from his family, my family, and there was just no way for me to know the truth. And I felt like ultimately when I did get really good consciousness, he wasn't coming. He would come, sit there five minutes and get out. And so that was kind of a sign for me that this isn't going well. Okay. And when exactly did you lose your eyesight doing this? Good question. So I woke up that morning and couldn't see anything. So what morning? Um, the morning I had tied, the September 20th. Okay. So you doing all the seizures and everything, you were conscious-ish. And... No, I wasn't. But so you could I see. I woke up early in the morning okay. in my bed at home. And which... early in the morning of the day Tyler was born. So September 20th. Yes. And I woke 2004, up. 2004. So you guys know. Yeah. And I don't know if I had seizures in my sleep. And, but I know I woke up in my bed and I couldn't see anything. And so I literally crawled on the floor. So what exactly happened to your eyes? Okay. So, um, so at first all we knew was, was there was blood in there. And once we got the blood out of there, it would kind of give us a better idea on my permanent vision from there. And they kept, they kind of kept saying that, oh, nobody's had this be permanent. You know, you're going to be just fine, which I did. I did learn that I was the first one that had this permanent. And there's been, I think, two since me, which is horribly sad. Okay. So when you say your blood vessels burst in your eyes. Well, so not blood vessels. I... I ended up finding out after we got the blood cleared, my um, peripheral vision started, it started getting better and better and better. And it got to a point and then it stopped. And so at that time we actually did it. We went in and I, um, I sued my doctor because I was getting medical bills that were astronomical and I was terrified on how I was, how, how am I going to pull this off? And so I sued my doctor and they requested a ton of tests. And so I went in and they did all the mapping in my eye. They put ink in there. And ultimately we found out that my optic nerve and my retina imploded. Okay, so when you say they imploded. Yeah. So say I looked at you that day. Were like your eyes just blood red? I don't know. You'd have to or... ask my family. Okay. Nobody's so it ever was, said anything. So it was pitch black. Yeah. For how long? I would say about six, seven months. And then just kind of gradually no, no, coming no. back. It, it started slowly coming back at like three, four months. But the actually, the funny thing is, when I was in the hospital, I I was convinced that I still could see, and they had the lights off. And so I kept telling everyone, hey, if there was a natural disaster, I can handle it. Just tell me what happened. And they're like, no, honey, the lights are on. The lights are on. And I was like, all right, all right. And I kept just thinking, like, they're they're trying to protect me from something. 
And the day I left the hospital with my mom, we walked outside and that beautiful sun was up and I felt it all over my body. And I saw nothing. That's crazy. And I looked at my mom and I said, I'm blind. And she goes, I know, baby. I know. Damn. Okay. So we're going to shift gears a little bit. Okay. Because that's Yeah, because that's, that's, that's all some, some, it was heavy. a lot of information. Yeah, it was heavy. All right. So what is or was the best thing about your parents? Oh, let's, let's, let's say when you were kids and current. When I was a kid, my parents sheltered us from everything. They protected us from everything. We had no idea what was going on in the world around us. If we didn't hear it at elementary school, we didn't hear it. Life was, it was good. We didn't know we were hard on money because what we had was amazing. My mom would go and she'd go to the thrift store and she'd spend hours and get us clothes that looked good. And they just, they invested so much time in us. My dad, he just, he was the dad that went to work all day and he came home and said, all right, we're doing football in the driveway. I have numerous scars on my arm because I wanted to be as tough as the boys and play football with dad. And now I think that you, when you go through something so traumatic and you have two people just step in and say we got you um there's something about that that's really humbling and my mom and dad stepped right in and said we will do we'll do anything we have to and I knew they weren't in a position to go through all these court battles you know a custody battle started and my battle against my doctor and there was a lot going on, and I only got through that because my parents were my rock. And pretty much after you left the hospital, you moved in with your parents? Yeah, th- so there was, a, there was a while where it was kind of indecision. I was, I was really uncomfortable with going back home with Tyler's dad just because I worried that I was always the, the more responsible one. We used my checks to pay the bills, you know, and, and he was always fine. He was down to have fun all the time. But with a baby, you know, you you can't be down to have fun all the time. You got to step up. And I I was worried he wouldn't. So we actually stayed in my parents' basement, the two of us, for probably like a week. And, and to be honest, he wasn't stepping up. And it was terrifying. And during this time, Kashina was still home? Yeah. Who all was still home? Kashina Just Kashina? and Karina. Okay. Yeah, and so we had a lot of terrifying moments where Tyler couldn't breathe and I couldn't get the tube in her throat because I can't even see her little mouth, you know, and I'm hauling my butt upstairs to get to my mom so she can help suck out anything that's in Ty's throat. And so it was scary. And honestly, I went against my better judgment and went home with him because I figured, okay, I got this. I will, I'll do everything I need to. And at home, it just got worse. I was completely on my own. So when you when you say home, when you back went with you went back her dad. with her dad. Yeah. Okay. And then I I came to the point where ultimately we end up breaking up completely in like April. So we tried to do some off and on, and we tried. It just wasn't there anymore. Okay. All right. So we have your best memories. Yeah. Okay. What is the worst? 
Okay. My, this is a going to be a fun one. My worst memory with what? Your parents. With my parents. Um, well, I... I, my dad, my dad is this stoic man who our entire life has never cried and he's just such a tough guy and I think um, my dad had his gallbladder burst Okay. and he went in the hospital and walking in on that, that scene and seeing my dad in the bed. And he's got oxygen on, and he's got all these tubes on. My mom's in the chair right next to him. She's fussing, picking her arms because she's stressed out of her mind. And it was, it was an uh, kind of an aha moment, but in a really bad way. Of, oh my God, my parents are human. Okay, so I want to I want to kind of explain your parents a little. Okay. Okay, so your mom was mm-hmm. this. Jet black hair, perfect yeah. makeup. Uh-huh. I mean, just gorgeous woman. Yep. And your dad was this this Outlaw. long-haired redneck. Yes. And I mean, when I met him, he his hair went past his shoulders. Oh, for sure. Why don't you? But tell not me- just his hair went past his shoulders. It was a mullet, full on mullet. My entire life, my dad rocked a mullet, and it. It's the most handsome guy. It's the most handsome thing I've ever seen. Except when you went to court. Yeah. Which actually hurt me as well. Um, when I was going to court against the doctor, my dad showed up. He picked me up because he was taking me to court. Because, again, my parents, they dropped their lives and took me to every appointment. They took me to every court date. They lived my life. And my mom, like, did everything she could to take care of Ty. And I tried to help her when I could, you know, force myself to learn how to do it with this vision. And it was a tough spot, but he took me to court and he shows up, like he comes downstairs and he has no hair and he has no beard and it's all like trimmed all the way down. And I'm like, what did you do, dad? And he's like, well, I didn't want him thinking that you... Or just some hillbilly's kid who doesn't have money and you're just doing this for money. Okay. And it really upset me because I I don't... My dad is one of the most incredible men. And I would never, ever see him that way. And, yeah. I It made me sad. So, he's never allowed to cut it again. Well, he had an accident with... Uh, he did. With a barber, but... We won't talk about that one because yeah. he's still upset about because that. Because it's grown back. Yep. And that spot in the back, Dad, it's not that bad. Okay. All right. So, let's see. Can you think of a signature event that demonstrates the personality that you have as a child? As a child? um, Let me think. Um... So, so, I, so it's, yeah, you talk about hard. camping all the time. Yeah. And you tell me about all your camping trips that you guys did. And, um, so what about, let's, let's shift gears to your parents. Okay. Cause that one's hard. Where are your parents from? Oh, so my mom was born in California and my dad was born here in Utah. Okay. 
Yeah. And your dad is the youngest of how many? Oh, don't ask me that. I think... But there's a span between... Yeah, there's a big span. And to be honest, I think there's eight in total. Okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, are there any special stories that you would want Tyler to know just about your parents? Oh, my gosh. There's a trillion. Um, I, to be honest, I think that Tyler has been gifted with a, a different kind of grandparent and we depended on them so much and they, she grew up in their home. We didn't move out until she was three years old and her, her grandpa became, it was, it's funny cause she would call grandpa granddad and my mom would always say, well, why don't I get mom? And I'm like, no way. You know, like that's mine. You you're stuck with grandma, and it it was. They were so involved in our life that Tyler always had these two people she could go to if if she needed anything. And to this day, they will give her anything she wants. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh, spoiled beyond belief. Yes. Okay, so we're gonna shift gears to your spouse. Okay, I want amazing. to tell a story, a good story I remember about my mom. Well, hell, let's, okay, talk about I, your mom. I feel like I've talked about my dad a lot, and my mom, yeah, my mom kind of gets swept under the rug a lot. She's the, the little lady who just goes about her business, and she gets forgotten a lot by the siblings. And I've, I've, again, I've gotten a gift of knowing my mother a little different than my siblings do and we've had we've had really bad times we've battled things out and we've come back from it and now like I trust my mom with anything I she has been by my bedside I don't even tell you I don't even know thousands of times she wouldn't let me stay in that hospital by myself she stayed there every night she watched everything those nurses and doctors did because she didn't want me to get the wrong medication or just to be hurt. And my mom truly, she is just a selfless person who put her her life on hold. She lived mine. And I don't think that's ever anything I would ever be able to repay her for. Yeah. Um, Robin, you're a pain in the ass. Yes. But uh, you're freaking awesome. Yeah. And, and Randy, it, you're just cool as hell. When so. it comes to moms, like, I think that's, and to be honest, as me as a mom, I hope I have this, but I think one of the qualities that is most important in a, in a mom is to be able to step in and do whatever it takes to help that child. And she fully, 100% did. All right. That's enough about the down parents. Okay. Let's talk about me. Oh, I've been waiting for All this. All right. How? This, so this is about your spouse, the mm-hmm. ever-amazing Michael. Yes. The caretaker. Of course. of course. All right. How did you meet? On Facebook, which is really weird because you guys probably know I don't, I don't do Facebook. It's just hard for me to see it. It's hard for me to make it work. And for some reason, I had decided I had just gotten a kidney in May and I was going to start talking to people, and I opened my Facebook, and there's a message from Michael Gilchrist. And he said, we have a lot of mutual friends. Do we know each other? And I responded. It, which is crazy, because even to this day, 
I have to tell her, hey, you have a message. You have a message. You have a message. Till finally, I either answer them yeah. or I relay them to her and I'm, okay, we got we to gotta answer this. This is the question. And I'll answer it for you. Which is crazy because before that, before this whole living on dialysis stuff, and there was absolutely no Facebook. So None. the fact that she opened my Facebook is, is absolutely amazing. Yeah. And then we also matched on some dating sites. That was after stuff. Facebook, though. But yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying right on. Yeah. Okay, so, all right, so you met on from Facebook. Yep. Where did we do our first date? Well, at one of my most favorite places in the entire world. So we are so in Utah, in this northern area, we're lucky. Um, Ogden, Utah ha- puts on this giant Christmas village. And they're these big wooden kind of homes that have different scenery in them. And they're incredible. And it's just got such a Christmas feel the the trees are all lit up. There's lights everywhere. There's hot cocoa. Santa's there on the weekends, and you can get a picture with him. And it is truly like the the feeling of Christmas. It's the spirit of the season. And you, I didn't know at the time you were poor. I just thought you knew who I was, and that that is one of my favorite places on the planet. And you took me there with the girls, which. I absolutely loved because initially it was just going to be the two of us. And then he says, well, do you care if Sadie tags along? And I actually had Tyler available too. And I was like, awesome. I wanted Tyler to come too. So all four of us went and it was, it was just literally the start of our life as a family. It's actually kind of crazy because as a tradition, me and Sadie always do opening night of Christmas Village. There's a parade. Santa turns on the lights, there's fireworks, and... There's a Santa run where people get in Santa costumes and do, like, a 5K. Yep, and actually, I arranged the date, but I also told Sadie that I was going to take her because we had a plant. So I'm like, oh, gosh. And I, I worked multiple jobs at this time. I was broke as hell, and it was either... I go on this date, or I break my daughter's heart and not go on the date. And so it was like, ah, hell, we're just going to go all as friends. I'm yeah. broke as hell. I think my gas tank was on empty. And I'm scraping together as much money as I can. And, of course, we get, <laughs> so we get the hot chocolate, and I think they wanted churros and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah. good God, woman, how much money do you think I have? <laughs> So And I'm thinking, he didn't pay for dinner, he didn't pay for nothing. No. He can pay for a churro. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, so describe your engagement. Oh, my engagement was perfect. So, one thing about Mike, I don't, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but um, I am, I'll just say it straight out, I am not a thoughtful person. My brain just doesn't work that way. Thoughtful gifts are hard for me. I think it's because... I was raised to be tough and strong and that's like a emotional thing to give a a soft emotional gift. Mike blows it out of the water. He does better than anybody I've ever met in my life. And we, we kind of, I'm sure you guys have heard about the show we went to that Lady Gaga was in. Well, it wasn't Lady Gaga, but we fell in love with this movie theater 
And so we started getting season passes. To Desert Star Playhouse. In Murray, Utah. If you haven't went, go. Yeah, it is phenomenal. And every show is different and every show is incredible. But I'm not working for them, I promise. But call me if you want me to. Um, (laughs) But so we, and the funny thing is it was something that us as parents, our teenagers liked. We noticed that they didn't have their phones on the table. You know, they were put away. They were laughing. They were getting jokes that we weren't getting because they geared this towards all of the family, the teenagers and the adults. And so it was this moment where our kids weren't too busy for us. They made time for it because they really, truly enjoyed it. And we just got to have that time with them. And we knew at that, you know, life was going to change in a few years and we've got these intelligent girls who want to explore their hey, come lives. on woman the engagement okay so the engagement we have the engagement there but the funny thing is mike was sick all day and so i was like we're not going to be able to go and so he's just sick and sick and sick and i'm like honey we're staying home we're not going and he's like no we're going we're going and he'd be so sick but he was adamant about going so we went and we're sitting at our usual table. We always get the front row in the middle. And he keeps getting up and going to the bathroom throughout the whole show. And I'm like, gosh, he is really sick. Like, we should not be here. Well, towards the end of the show, he disappears again. But it wasn't anything new because he was doing it all show. And at the end of the show, they have an announcer that comes out and makes some jokes and gives some dates and stuff like that. And he was saying that they had a a competition, like some, like, what do you call it? Com- it's not a competition, but a prize. Yeah. Yeah, they had this drawing for all their members who had season passes. And that the person who had won was actually there that night. And he called my name and said, come on up here, you know. And so my girls are laughing their butts off, taking pictures, and I'm walking up there like, don't fall on your face, you know, like, don't fall on your face. And I'm thinking, I've never heard them say someone won. But at at the same time, I'm just thinking, okay, cool, you know. So I get up there, and I walk about halfway, and the guy just turns and walks off. And then I see Michael is coming from the other direction. He had a maroon sweater on with some nice pants, and this beautiful bouquet of roses on roses in his hand. And he came walking up and true to Mike fashion, he did not say anything except for, will you marry me? And of course I said yes. And it was, it was perfect. It was just the most wonderful moment. And we went off stage and they always play a song for sweethearts who are there. And they played the song and we danced together. And then... I'm hearing some voices out of nowhere that I recognize. And then I realized that there are people from my family there that I had no idea they were even there. Mike had like got them in. And the thing that shocks me the most is my family is not quiet and they are laughers. And I would have recognized their laughs, but I didn't. And so there I had family there and they got to view it with us. And it just ended up being such an amazing night. All right, so yes, we have went on and on and on. So you've yeah. got to answer the questions faster. Okay, I'll go okay. fast. But, so, describe your wedding. Bam, 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 let's go. Um, perfect for me and Michael. All right, what did we have a, what did we have a honeymoon? 
in Salt Lake City, Utah. Did we do PD? Yes, we did. All right. Where was it at? The PD? Yeah. We stayed at the... Um, Anniversary Inn. You got it. And we bounced around to three different rooms or something like that. Yeah. But we ran out of cassettes, did PD on our honeymoon. It was an amazing wedding. Uh, Amber and Susie were the photo- photographers. photographers and it was just incredible. perfect. If you haven't seen pictures, get on the Facebook. It's yeah, absolutely amazing. They killed it. All right. So, okay, you can buy that. She's fast. Okay. No more talking like Christina. Okay. Answers I am like on Michael. Michael boat. All right. What is great about your life right now? My family. Okay. What would you like to improve or change? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna redo my hair. Okay. Perfect. Well, guy, what are your dreams five years from now? Oh, to be in a motorhome somewhere with my husband, going around the world, showing people a home dialysis, and stopping in stops and seeing my girls, spending time with my girls. Okay, 10 years from now. Oh, I want to be doing the same thing. All right, so that's going to be the same question for retirement years. Yeah, um, okay. I want to, as long as I can, I want to... Be on the road. I want to go and meet people. All right. Calm it down, lady. Okay. Okay. What 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 are some of your favorite foods? Spaghetti. Okay. Favorite restaurant? Um, Favorite restaurant? I really like Red Robin. Okay. Favorite hobbies? Uh, I like books. Okay. All right. What are... Uh, let's see. What is your favorite trip that we've taken? Um, Favorite trip? Idaho. Okay. Uh, the uh, the potato museum. Yeah. Heck yeah! If you haven't been to the potato museum, go see it. My parents will love it. Take a picture yep. in front of the potato peelers and, and send, send it, to, it us. to us, and we'll send it to them. Yep. Every it, it's a funny story because every single year we I have family in Idaho and we'd stop at this stupid, stupid <laughs> potato museum. Yeah. And we'd have to take a picture in front of this wall of, of potato peelers. Of potato mashers and yeah. peelers. So I made my daughter do it every single year. And it just kind of it ended went up being to Christina. All right. Uh, describe one of your most embarrassing moments. Fast, fast, fast. Oh, my gosh. Everything. Okay. <laughs> everything. What event in your childhood has uh, significantly impacted your life? My parents. So it's not an event. It's... It's people. All right. Here's one. Which one of your parents do you like the most? Um, <laughs> I plead the fifth. All right. Have you ever felt heartbroken? Yes. Okay. Describe an event or a time when you laughed just beyond out of control. Okay. Let me think. Um, I know I've had just numerous, but when I get with Susie and Amber and Autumn... We don't get Autumn very often because she lives further away, but it is just, it's just four women cackling. Yeah, and if uh, they do a clap night, it's not it's not really clap night. It's actually drink and get drunk night and have the girls finish the craft. Yes, Sadie but and Tyler. Used they to have a blast. Would work All right, craft. here we go. You ready? Yes. Fast, fast answers. If you could relive a year in your life, what age would you choose? Oh my gosh, I want to go back to my senior year. Okay, and if you don't answer this question right, we might be done. What is your favorite date? Oh, obviously, Christmas Village. Oh, come on. No. No. Date, as in the day. What is my favorite day? Yeah. Come Um, on. Of the year? Yeah. It's my 
my birthday. Oh, knock it off. It's April 25th. Why is that? I don't know. It's not too hot, not too cold. You just you have just to wear a light jacket. Right jacket. God, you failed that one so bad. Sorry. All right. Um, if you had to do an extreme sport, what would you do? Extreme rock climbing. Okay. What is your favorite charity and why do you love it? Oh, my gosh. All of them. I, my sister, I have a nephew that's disabled and it's called Mascots Miracles. It's in Utah. I don't know where it extends past that, but look it up. These people are incredible and... I would give every dime to them if I could. Okay, you're also quite fond of the uh, living on dialysis one too, right? We have a charity? Yeah, I mean, we help a lot of people. All right, when oh. was the last time you listened to a book? Uh, today. Okay, what was it? Um, I don't ever remember the titles. All right. how many books do you have in your collection? Over 800. All right, which of your siblings do you like the most? Um, me. Okay, all right, that works. All right, if you wanted a new hobby, what would it be? If I wanted a new one, it would be, um, I don't know. All right, if you won the lottery, what would you do with the money? Oh, I would save it. What does your ideal day look like? Um, honestly, waking up, going to work, talking to incredible people, helping them. Chatting with them about God, what we're going you through. made that cheesy as hell. And it's again April 25th. Why? Because you only have to wear a light jacket. That's right. All right. Uh, what would you do with the week of solitary confinement? Go crazy. Okay. What do you love about your career? Everything. All right. Helping the people, spreading the word. Yep. All right. What, uh, what's your favorite pet that you've had? And you had that... Yeah, my moosey baby's right next to me. He's yeah. my favorite. Okay. And who do you wish you lived closer to? Oh, I'm I'm really wanting to li live closer to Alyssa Hicks right now. She's going through a lot, and I just wish I could knock on her door. She is absolutely amazing, and we're going to have coffee eventually. Yep. Uh, Alyssa, if you're listening, and you do, you're freaking awesome. Amazing. Um, what genre of books do you usually listen to? <laughs> I am a sap. I listen to teen books, more science fiction, fantasy. Okay. How many days could you go without a phone? Oh, my gosh. I don't think any now. Okay. How many telephone numbers do you have actually memorized? Um, I have probably like six or seven. Okay. If you went on a game show, which one would you want to go on? Oh, a game show. Um, let's go with uh, what am I good at? Um, I want to go on RuPaul's Snatch Game. RuPaul, call me. Okay, yeah. All right. Um, what is the funniest prank you've ever played on someone? Oh, um, I don't know. I'm not a big pranker. Okay. And, yeah, she absolutely hates being pranked. She hates being scared. Yeah. I have to announce if I'm being too quiet in the house. Yeah, because it's scary. So, all right. Um... If you could have a flea punch to someone's face, who would it be? Um, sadly, I would say Tyler's dad. Yeah, and I, I would guess Tyler because she's a pain in the ass. I don't want to hurt him or anything, but one punch would make me feel so good. All right, and would you ever like to be on a jury? Uh, no. Okay, what does your ideal Saturday look like? Quick. Um, waking up, doing dialysis, um, hanging out with Tyler doesn't work. She's going to stay home and... We're just going to hang out in the house all day and... Okay, favorite enjoy. homemade meal? Homemade meal, spaghetti. 
Okay, who is... Uh, what is the, anything unusual about you both? The day you were um, born or the, the story or anything like that? I was, I was the very first kid in my family that my mom got an epidural. Wow, okay. Yeah, that's wow. something. Um, do you think you're a good cook? No. Okay, do you prefer sunrise or sunsets? Um, well, uh, sunset, sunrises, that's just too early. Okay, have you ever been stuck in an elevator? No, Kay. unfortunately. Do you, ever, do you have a celebrity doppelganger? Somebody that says so, they look like you. So, I've been told a couple weird ones. Like, I've been told Drew Barrymore. Okay. Which, she's adorable, but I don't see the resemblance there. And I've also been told Reese Witherspoon. Okay, we'll go back again. What's your favorite day? My favorite day is April 25th. Okay, how come? Because there's no... I don't know! It's not too hot, not too cold. You just need a light jacket. You just need a light jacket. Damn it, woman. All right. Do you have a favorite teacher in high school? Um, No, I I liked a lot of them. Okay, what is... Huh, we're running out of minutes. Uh, Weirdest family story. Weirdest. Um, so we have a lot of stories where um, we left kids behind. Since there were so many of us, my mom would count all of us once we got in the car or in the motorhome. And uh, we had a time where we got to the top of our street. We were going camping, and my mom counted, and we're missing one. We go back, and my adorable older brother, Scott, is in the front window. He looks just like Macaulay Culkin. And his head's in the window, and he's just crying because he thinks he's been left. And I have to tell you another one. We left Kevin behind once. We were in the motorhome, and we were told by a guy that our, like, um, not our bumper, but the thing to the car. The hitch? The rim. Our okay. rim fell off. And so, of course, my dad goes back. And Kevin jumps out, gets the rim, and my dad starts driving without him. And so Kevin is behind him running. It's a dirt road, and somehow the same guy... Pulls up to us and says, you left your kid now. (laughs) And we pull up to Kevin and he's got tear tracks that are all dirty because he's been crying as he's running behind the motorhome. All right. So we're basically out of time. Okay. What last thought do you want to tell everybody? You have two minutes. Oh, two minutes. Um... I, I feel like there's no way to describe how differently I, how different I was before I was 22 and after. I feel like you have that moment in your life that's a before and after. That was my before and after. And I'm very different than I was when I was younger. A lot less carefree. But I try to keep a bit of that. And that's okay. All right. And we end all of these by asking a person that we're interviewing. Yeah. How are you living on dialysis? Every possible way I can. Okay. All right. That's it. Yep, that's it. We have learned absolutely almost every single (laughs) thing about Christina. All right, now I'm using Blind chick living Gilchrist. Bye, guys. Bye. The Invitation. Uh, It's about a young woman is invited to a lavish wedding at a mysterious mansion in the English countryside, where she is seduced by the handsome host. She soon uncovers his sinister intentions, sending her on a horrifying journey of self-discovery and survival. The previews before this movie are Barbarian. It's about a chick that stays in a rental home and she's kidnapped or something. Looks scary as hell. Smile. Still have no idea what this movie's about, but it looks creepy as hell and I'm sure it has a twist. 
Buos. Um, this is that gay pride movie. Um, looks funny. Devotion. This one actually looks really cool. One of the only black pilot still in the Korean War and his Johnny doing it. It's really cool and it has one of the pilots from Top Gun. Looks good. Um, the Woman King. It's an all-female warrior and uh, looks really cool. And, of course, the stupid, 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 stupid AMC Nicole Kidman commercial. It is so bad. Stop showing it. Update it. And here is the trailer for The Invitation. It was always just my mom and me to have a family. That's what I really want. No way. I got a cousin. That is the whitest man I've ever seen. He wants to meet up. Oliver? Cousin Avery. <laughs> it sounds so Jane Austen when you say it like that. <laughs> you know, my mom always wanted to take me to England to learn about our family history. There's a wedding coming up, actually. You should come. I would love to, but I... Come on, everyone is dying to meet you. It's incredible. I believe this is one of our important guests. Evie, this is a close friend of the family, Walter Deville. Uh, hi. Hi. Looking forward to getting to know you better, Evie. What are you doing down there? Miss, you should return to your room. We're all so delighted that you're here. Which one's the groom? The groom and his bride will make their grand entrance tomorrow. Ready? I, I can't shake the feeling that everyone is staring at me. Feelings? You and Walter seem to be getting off the close, Amy. I'm curious, though. Who has he told you about us? Ow! Let me see. <gasps> there she is. Where are the bride and groom? As you all know, there has been someone missing from this table. But that once broken bond will be renewed tonight. To Eve, my new bride. I want to go home. But this is your home. Get up, prepared. Please. Yeah, dear. Hello, Mr. Harker here. There's a young lady who seems quite distressed. I'm so glad you've come to your senses, my love. Okay, now this movie was actually really good at the beginning. And then it took a big giant dump on it at the very end. It, it ended up being one of the stupidest endings of a movie I've ever seen. Christina? Yeah, it was amazing. Three quarters of the way through and then awful. Yeah, so it's like they served it up on a golden platter and then just took a big poop on it. They just hyped it up so much and then they just, they couldn't pull it off. It was actually extremely disappointing because it was most most of the way through the movie. I'm thinking this is going to go down as one of the really good movies. Yeah, really good vampire movie too. And then it just clapped all over the ending. Yep. So uh, good guys. If you want to see a really good three fourths of a movie, I guess go, go see it. it. Yeah. But then uh, 
Just got to sleep at the end. It's a really stupid ending. Bye, guys. Bye. You're American when you go into the bathroom, but what are you when you come out? Yay? You're a pee Oh, God. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to Christina's Crazy Corner. So tonight we have our regulars. We have lovely Tyler. Hi. We have the amazing Amber. Hello. And you're stuck with me. So Ty, give it a go. All right, so I actually thought this would be interesting. It's weird personal quirks of historical artists. Okay, okay, let's, let's go. <laughs> so the first one is Michelangelo never bathed. What? Never? Never. Like, mm -hmm. absolutely never in his life. Mm-hmm. Because apparently he never bathed and rarely changed his clothes. Why? On his deathbed, it is believed that his clothing had to be peeled off of him. Oh. oh come on. <laughs> Seriously? Like, did he just not want to maintain or? Just didn't want to bathe. Wow, that's insane to me. Mm -hmm. What a miserable life. Yeah, like, if you really think about it, that would be Gosh. so uncomfortable. And I'm, yeah, that's just gross. Okay, Ty, next. <laughs> okay, Picasso carried around a gun for people who annoyed him. Well, now that's brilliant. So he just had a gun on him all the times? Yep. And what would he do if people annoyed him? If people, like, questioned him or, like, just rubbed him the wrong way in general, he would point his revolver at them. Really? Yeah. It was filled with blanks, but still. <laughs> I don't know how bad this is. So if they rubbed him the wrong way, he'd whip it out? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Amber, say that again a different way. <laughs> Amber, this is a family show. I know. Okay, let's let's keep there it clean. There's nothing inappropriate about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's all in how you took it. Oh, my goodness. Okay, next time. All right. Marcel Duchamp had a female alter ego. Oh. Okay. I like that. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, first, I hate to admit it, but who is Marcel Goupont? Uh, he created conceptual pieces and deliberately avoided confirming to any school of art. Oh, so he was, he was his own man. Mm-hmm. And Poor woman. woman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of... Who, what was her name? Like It any... was uh, Rosé Slavi, which sounds like the French phrase, Erosiette Slavi, don't. Don't tell me if I got that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> or love is life. Love is life. Oh, that's actually yep. lovely. She was the subject of many portraits and art pieces by himself. <laughs> huh. She represented his belief in an ever-present undercurrent of sexuality and humanity. And her mysterious nature made her seem as complex a character as himself. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. 
There was I, a meaning being a woman. <laughs> I have an alter ego, and it's just when I was younger and I went out to clubs. <laughs> <laughs> I never really put that much thought into it. <laughs> okay, Ty, what's next? Uh, Salvador Dali stole pens. He stole pens. Yeah, from whom? Stole pens. Just from random persons? Uh, he just has a habit of stealing pens from fans who asked him for autographs. Oh. <laughs> I'll give you an autograph, but I'm keeping your pen. Yeah. My gosh. Okay. <laughs> Is there anything else about him? Uh, he made a point throughout his life of being as weird as possible, apparently. That sounds like you. Oh. That sounds like you, Ty. Seriously? <laughs> Uh, yeah, you've made a point to be weird. Well, I'm not that weird. I want to go around stealing people's pens. Or own an ocelot. (laughs) Who doesn't want to own an ocelot? Now what are we talking about? Yeah, he would walk around the city. He would, he owned an ocelot. He would have a very weird mustache. And he would speak in the third person. Ooh. That actually sounds like that would be so fun to see a guy walking down the road with those exact characteristics. Yes. You would think, okay, that guy's crazy. That's great. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next one is Francis Bacon was inspired by medical books. What's Francis Bacon? He, Francis Bacon's body of work has a bit of a theme going on. Torture, screaming faces, and so on. Luckily, this doesn't come from personal observation, as it is said that his interest was derived from medical books, particularly one dealing, detailing diseases of the mouth. (gasps) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. I don't like him. (laughs) His artwork is cool. Let me out. I'm stuck in your pocket. Sorry, guys. I got text. Um, His artwork's creepy. Have you seen it before, Amber? I'm looking at it right now. Oh. Oh. I don't don't even want to see it. That sounds... Oh. That sounds awful. It's pretty creepy. Okay, T. So... Next one is Mark Rothko wasn't into color. It'll be funny once I describe what his artwork is. He was not into color. Nope, he didn't like color. Okay, why? But is famous for his simple and colorful canvases. Often just a gradient from one color to another. Huh. What? Yep, despite his influence on color theory and art, Rothko himself didn't see color as his main focus. He believed that the color was only a vehicle for emotion. And beyond that, was not particularly interested in it. Huh. So literally, he made basically the color wheel. Yet, he hates color. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, um, this one... It's actually funny once I explain his art, but Roy Lichtenstein didn't even like comics. Okay. Lichtenstein is famous for his poppy comic-style art. (laughs) 
Turns out he didn't even like comic books as a kid. It was his son who asked him if he could paint anything that looked like his Mickey Mouse comic book. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that crazy that sometimes like the oh. thing you're best at is something you completely hate and don't want to do? Yes. It's crazy. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Leonardo da Vinci was a vegetarian. Huh. Mm-hmm. Although his art and mechanical designs are his most well-known achievements, Peta is one of da Vinci's greatest admirers. He was an avid vegetarian and would buy caged birds just to let them go. Wow. Yeah, so he literally wow. drew a uh, body anatomy and then he went out and was like, I'm just going to eat veggies. <laughs> wow. Okay. So that he was caring about the animals back in the day, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's good. We need those people. <laughs> All right. The next one, Norman Rockwell was too light for the military. What? Too light? Yep. I didn't know that was a thing. Yep. He didn't weigh it enough? Yeah, so he tried to enlist in the military during World War One, but was initially rejected for being 17 pounds underweight at six feet tall and only 140 pounds. Whoa, and he was six feet tall. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> so, did he try again, or? Uh... No, but he then attempted the most drastic gaining diet of all time by spending one night stuffing himself with bananas and donuts to gain the necessary weight. Bananas and donuts, that's the way I'd go, too. <laughs> How about you, Amber? What would your diet be? Two things that you could uh, just eat nonstop. To gain weight? Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. Spaghetti. I think watermelon would do it because that just sounds amazing right now. Yeah, yeah, it's right. Hundred degrees outside. Uh. <laughs> I have an amazing watermelon that might cut up for me in the fridge. Oh, nice! Yeah, it's gonna happen. I mean, I guess we could go with like milkshakes would probably do it. Or okay, okay. Anything for you, Ty? Anything on your top two list? Uh, me and food don't get along. <laughs> I have to dose for everything I eat. Yeah, and if you get carb high stuff, then exactly dose and And carbs is how you gain weight. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you can avoid that. I can one. avoid that one. All right, moving on. All right. So, Frida Frida Kahlo lied about her birthday. What did she say? So. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Uh, she claimed to be born in 1910, the year of the Mexican Revolution. This does have the advantage of carrying great symbolism, but was knocked a few years off of her real age. She was actually born in 1907. Ah, oh, you're kidding me. What a fraud. Yeah. <laughs> so she just wanted to say that? Yeah, I guess. Okay. I thought it was like online dating and everybody takes a few years off, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Claude Monet was a doodler. A doodler. A doodler. I figure almost all artists would be. Yeah, he was renowned for his beautiful painting of water lilies. Renowned. Renowned, yeah. Okay. Uh, for water lilies and other, um, idyllic natural scenes. Idyllic. Idyllic. 
We're teaching yeah. you how to read tonight, Tyler. I it's late. Okay. It is late. <laughs> it's late. I don't. Oh yeah, I could see how he could doodle. But fun on the side. But he started out drawing the classics. Offensive doodles. <gasps> Offensive doodles? Yep, so he would draw caricatures of teachers and peers that were offensive. Oh. I think I know a few people that do that. They could probably become famous. That's, That's funny. Interesting. Are any of those like well known or? No. He. Uh, that was when he was in school. So he would do that. Just throw them all away, huh? Probably. Wow. Okay. Oh no, there's some on the internet. Oh. Oh, do you see <laughs> the doodles? Yes. <laughs> Are any of them offensive? They remind me of all the big head drawing cartoon characters people do now to make money, like. Oh, okay. Tourist attractions. Okay, well, mm. not too bad. <laughs> cool. A lot of them are side profiles, though, so... He has an obsession with people's noses, I think. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good observations there, Amber. <laughs> now we'll, we'll throw it back to Tyler. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jackson Pollock was a troublemaker. Okay. Uh, he completely revolutionized the world of abstract art. It's like the weird, like, lines. Have you ever seen... Oh, no, I know what abstract art is. Yeah, but, like, the weird, like, just... Let me out! I'm stuck in your pocket! Sorry, guys, another text. <laughs> but... Um, splatter paint? Yeah, like the splatter okay. paint. Um... But he also had it pretty rough go as of it as a teenager. He didn't fit in at his Los Angeles school where he apparently wore unusual clothes and grew out his hair. Ooh. He was even expelled several times for getting in trouble with the law. Starting to sound attractive. Uh. And he... <laughs> I hated that. No. And he wrote to his brother telling him that this so-called happy part of one's life, youth to me, is a bit of dang dangable heck. Oh, wow. Did he say dang? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he didn't say heck. That's <laughs> for sure. Oh, my gosh. That's brilliant. I like that. All right. This is probably going to be the last one, but Paul Gajun was a fencer. Oh. Like a fencing? Mm-hmm. Okay. He went on to influence Matisse and Picasso. Had a rocky friendship with Vincent Van Gogh as well. Some speculate that he, that this may be because it was Gaussian, not Van Gogh himself, who cut off his earlobe during a sparring match. <gasps> really? Huh. Mm -hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. Gaussian was an expert fencer, and while the explanation of the ear looping cannot be confirmed, it is certainly true that he was a scary dude with a sword. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Oh, it, what, that's the kind of the crazy part is thinking about like now we have all these paintings and we're like, oh, they're so expensive and done by these really old people. But I wonder what it was like when they were all around and they were all like chatting with each other. And, when, well, and I'm sure fencing was like just a natural thing. Most people picked up if they could. Yeah. But like we could do like a reality show like reality <laughs> artists of the past and actually 
like be able to watch them. That would be so cool. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah, and then we could really find out. Yeah. Who the evil man is. What? Who cut out the ear? <laughs> it's actually speculated that it wasn't going to go at, him at all. That he was actually, that he didn't die like himself. There's like a whole like conspiracy theory around it. Oh, don't start conspiracy theories with Tyler. Yeah, I'm not right now. Maybe yeah. next time I'll have that as the topic. Ooh, Ooh. all right, girl. We can do that. All right, Amber. Well, thank you for all your time, right. lady. Yeah, thanks for having me on. You got it. Bye. <laughs> Bye.